Welcome, welcome, welcome to a spooky, or not really spooky episode, of the Casual Opinions podcast. I am Zany Take Zach, joined by Cool Take Caleb, and Bad Take Bailey. Bad Take Bailey. (laughs) That sounds fair, that sounds fair. Uh, We've all got bad takes, but... um, Bailey just has the worst ones. Yeah, I I tend to agree with film Twitter on a lot of opinions. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I think film Twitter is stuffy and annoying. I don't even know what film Twitter is. It's just movie nerds who tweet people like me talking about movies and stuff, so... (laughs) I, for one, thought Morbius was fantastic. You haven't even seen it. I haven't even seen Morbius, no. Um, but I might just, I might just spite, I might just like Morbius out of spite because everybody else doesn't. Well, I really wanted to like it, so I, I'm hoping somehow I still do. My I whole do. thing is that Sony paid a bunch of these like TikTokers, Instagrammers, influencers to hype up the movie, and these people collected their bag, and then as soon as the movie was released and they saw it. They took to their Instagrams, TikToks, whatever, and were just like, yeah, no, I, I pretty much lied. I, I was paid to hype up this movie, and this movie is terrible. Like, I do not recommend watching it. And it's just like, wow, they are not afraid of, like, Sony pulling the plug on them. That's how you know it's bad when the patrons don't asses. call it the best movie ever. What if Sony comes after their ass? Breach of contract. Yeah, they don't care about it at this point. They're just like, this movie is ass. Hey, if Sony paid me to say Morbius was good, I would say Morbius is good. I, I don't oh, care I would say Morbius is good. However, I like this one thing, and the rest of it is terrible. And I would just like trash the rest of it and talk about the one good thing. Hey, if the money was good enough, I would call it a 10 out of 10 movie. And, and, and I would die on that hill. So Man, I would I wouldn't I would never call it ten out of ten. I wouldn't go that far. Shouts to rich people who want to give me money. So sponsor us, little Caesars, please. I actually really like your food. I would give that a ten. I just ate yesterday. Moon Knight Calzone. <laughs> the Moon Knight Calzone. <laughs> it's just a crescent. Oh, it's just a pizza folded in half. <laughs> yeah. That's um, the Papadia. Is that not just a calzone anyway? Like a full. That's pretty much a calzone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're here today to talk about uh, Moon Knight, which we'll get to in a minute. There was uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention at least a little bit at the beginning, because this is, you know, Star Wars is kind of our thing. Um, I don't know. If, I'm sure you guys both know, and I know I at least messaged Caleb, but they they bumped or uh, bumped Obi Wan back two days. Kenobi! <laughs> We're angry. I keep calling it Obi Wan Show, even though I know the title is Kenobi. Um, but they, it was, it was going to be the twenty fifth. They moved it to the twenty seventh. I don't know why, but the, I guess the, the added bonus is they're going to do two episodes at release instead of just one. I believe they... they bumped it. I believe they bumped it because of Star Wars Celebration. I think it takes place either on that weekend or around that weekend. So they were trying to utilize that whole thing uh, to help Kenobi trend. 
I guess. feel like that's something they should know about well in advance. Uh, yeah, that, that's my one thing. Kinda. I, I'm curious though. Is that changing its episode drop date to Friday? No, it no. Be it's like they are only dropping the first two episodes on that Friday, and then they drop the next episode the next Wednesday, and then it continues okay. on Wednesday. That's cool. So that's you'll cool. get you'll get three episodes in the span of five days, basically. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no complaints there. I'm sure yeah. it'll be a b- 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 bonkers. A banger. Absolute yeah, banger. Straight. Yeah. Straight. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying straight bang fest. Inst- <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> instead of calling something a straight banger, you should just be like, yeah, that's such a heterosexual banger. <laughs> just like longhand it. Um, well, let's get to something that is, in my opinion, not a complete heterosexual banger. Um, Here's a good transition. Somehow yes. Palpatine returns. <laughs> it's Star Wars and it's Oscar Isaac. Let's go. Oh, there we go. Good. Well done. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the first episode of Moon Knight today, a comic book superhero um, who I, and I'm going to venture out on a limb and say you guys as well, know almost nothing about other than what I've read um similar to how like peacemaker is like a d-list superhero it's like moon knight is probably from what i've gathered like a c minus list superhero yeah, <laughs> um i'd him a little higher on c list but yeah. he'd definitely be there for a lot of people yeah um so, so i think in- most people know him from the altered memes like you, you know the one where it's like the comic panel of him being like uh, Dracula, I know you're here, you stupid fuck. Where's my fucking money? No, it's he like, calls him a fucking nerd. That's it, you that's fucking nerd. Yeah. Um, I've never seen this or heard about it. Great. They, they edit comic panels to essentially turn Moon Knight into Deadpool. And it's it was funny at first, but now it's just kind of like, this really isn't the character at all, based on what I'm hearing from other people. So it's just like... Yeah, that one panel is good, but I hope they don't write the whole show around that panel as a concept. Uh, well, we'll get into it. Um, I've that's literally the only panel I've seen of Moon Knight, and I am learning in real time now that that was actually fake. I thought that that was real, so um, <laughs> that that's I did I for a while too. And someone had to point it out to me. So uh, okay, well, we'll get going on it here. We'll start off and try to do. Uh, 90 second recap um, and then just kind of get into what we thought about the show there uh, Caleb do you have a, the t- 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 timer I do believe I do <clears throat> alright um, hit it when I say go ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> go the episode begins with some dude doing a weird penance ritual where he puts glass in his shoes and stomps around. Uh, we then meet our hero, Stephen Grant, who's a fucking dork who loves Egyptology and works in a museum gift shop. Uh, we learn that he is aware that he sleepwalks and tries to keep himself awake, but he doesn't really have any control when he falls asleep. Uh, Stephen conks out despite his efforts and wakes up in a field in some Bavarian looking area with a smashed up jaw and guys trying to shoot him. Um, he also hears a spooky voice telling him to surrender his body to Mark. We see a quick flash of some mummy looking dude. Uh, Stephen ends up running away to a small town where the glasses shoe guy um, is there. His name is Arthur Harrow. 
Uh, and he's using a, some kind of magic tattoo to judge people. Uh, if they fail this judgment, they die. Uh, Harrow spies Stephen and says, hey, give me this gold scarab beetle that you have. Um, Stephen wants to give it to him, but can't control his body and attempts to run away. Uh, throughout the rest of this scene, Stephen finds himself in danger, blacks out, wakes back up, and finds out that the danger's been dealt with. Uh, Stephen then wakes up in his apartment, assuming that this was all just a dream, only to find a mysterious cell phone with missed calls from someone who, named Lydia. Uh, when he calls back the number, she refers to him as Mark. Uh, beyond the cell phone, Stephen learns that two days have passed without any knowledge on his part. Um, he misses his date with the... Oh, wow, I was way off. Man. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> I was I was trying to add a little bit in there. He misses his date with the 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 actual tour guide lady. Um, all the while, uh, you know, after he finds that phone, Mark tells him to stop looking. We see the same mummy guy flash back and forth a few times. Uh, a very stressed out Stephen goes back to his job to find out that Arthur has tracked them there. Uh, Harrow says that they that he worships the god Amit, um, who apparently could have stopped Hitler, which I <laughs> was kind of like, oh. Uh, you know, anytime somebody invokes Hitler's name, that's kind of like, why are they talking about Hitler? But apparently, <laughs> uh, could have stopped Hitler. Um, amongst many other war criminals and, and the like, they mentioned like Pol Pot and, you know, some other genocides I and things of that. So like the Armenian out, genocide, was... which is important to note, the Armenian genocide mention uh, for a little later in our discussion, I will bring that up. Oh, Bailey reading some history why? books, apparently. Why? Why do we think he didn't mention anybody like MCU villain wise. That's a good question. Yeah, I I, I thought yeah. Um, I like, no Thanos. Didn't mention Thanos wiping out half the population in this right. Or, yeah, probably other other people they could have drawn from there. Um, mm -hmm. Stephen uh, also in that conversation calls Amit, um, and I like the way he said it. The first bogey man. Um, <laughs> there's got a bogey on his tail. Um, he he doesn't like conversation. He runs away from Harrow. Uh, later that night. And he's getting off work. Harrow six some sort of Anubis dog-looking monster on Stephen. Uh, Stephen, like, hides in a bathroom and is like, I'm going to die. But then Mark is there in the, the mirror basically saying, hey, bitch, hand it over. Let's go. Um, presumably Mark takes over. He then becomes, like, Moon Knight. And just, like, you get, like, five seconds of, of Moon Knight punching this dog monster thing. And that's pretty much the episode. I was way off on 90 seconds. I must have been stumbling when I timed it the other day. I, <laughs> I did it just fine. But uh, so that was that was pretty much the episode. What uh, let's, I guess, start with just general like or not general thoughts uh, from you guys first, I guess. I liked it. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad they're leaning towards a supernatural um, kind of spooky style of MCU, which I think Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was going to be, like, the first horror. And I'm kind of, kind of seeing a little bit of those horror elements in this show, and I kind of hope they really lean into it. But it's been good so far. I, I had to put down that it was good, but not great. Um... Agree. Yeah. There, there yeah. was obviously this is a setup episode, and I get that it was a creative choice to not show the the action scenes. Right, you're supposed to kind of have uh, Stevens POV. Right, you're you know there's a little bit of mystery I, yeah. There. I, I will say 
I liked that part. That part I kind of enjoyed I, I, and appreciated. I get what they were going for, but I was also kind of like, and now I got I got 20 seconds of action in this 45-minute thing, and now I got to wait a week. And, yeah. you know, it was fine. It was good. I, I hope it builds. Uh, I know Oscar Isaac's great, and I thought he did a really good job. And I do um, like Oscar Isaac a lot. Was it Ethan yeah. Hawke? Um, uh, Arthur Harrow uh, is aptly creepy, very cult leader-y vibes um, mm-hmm. from him, which obviously is pretty intentional. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. I, I like the the Egyptian lore side of things. I kind of like those, you know, the, the Greek gods and the Egyptian yeah. gods and the Norse god mythology, but not Norse god stuff in like an alt-right problematic way, but like in a I played God of War way. Um, so yeah, I, I had a fun time with it and I know Bailey, you mentioned, and this was kind of one of the, the questions that I had listed, um, about the, the horror aspect. And I think they had said a lot in the lead up to this, that this was going to be the first Marvel horror. Um, and I'll, I'll go on the record saying that I am a total puss when it comes to horror stuff. Yeah, you are. I mean, less than I was, but still uh quite a bit and i didn't think that this was dark or scary really at all i did not i mean like i i didn't get that vibe i guess the either. tone was kind of that way but i wasn't like oh, oh, oh gosh this is spooky like i'll say it's like a marvel movie Show. the first time you see that weird mummy thing you know huh uh, I, I think maybe it's when he's on the bus i'm not 100 percent sure but like i got like courage the cowardly dog vibes <laughs> like just like that weird it's like kind of creepy but not outright spooky uh-huh. and i don't know and return the slab it just reminded me of that <laughs> very very uncanny valley which i got those vibes too so yeah i i, I didn't i don't know i didn't think it was horror it was just like a slightly yeah. different flavor of of Marvel, which is fine. Uh, you know, I appreciate a little mix up here or there, but I, I wouldn't go so it's, far as to call it horror. It's it's definitely like a watered down uh horror inspired kind of series, I think. Where it's geared for the MCU crowd, which is primarily kids, if we're being honest. Like <laughs> well, that's why they'll never a lot of people like to admit it, but like the MCU and Star Wars, a lot of these major uh, major productions aren't actually geared for the general public. It's not geared for adults. So they are kind of sort of geared towards kids with kids in mind. And then they can throw in like a lot of other stuff kind of around that. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from Moon Knight so far. Um, so it's horror adjacent, but not fun, like jump scare, spooky, just entirely whoa, about the tension. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And daily. Bailey, jump scares aren't real scares, bro. What are you talking about? That's not horror. Right. They're, they're how, cheap. How dare they're you cheap. say something like that? That's disgusting. I only appreciate top-line horror. Not that demon. Jump scares are effective if they're done right. If they're not, they're just a little bit of, like, what, what would you even describe it as? It's unnecessary. It's the unnecessary sugars inside of your Big Mac. Wow. Uh, it, it, in my opinion, uh, by by that metric, then every jump scare I've ever seen has been effective. 
Um, I, I've, <laughs> I have never once seen an ineffective, an ineffective jump scare um, in, in my time watching movies. Because it gets me every fucking time. But that's... Uh, I can kind of agree with you. Like it might, it might not outright make me go or whatever, but like I always have just like a, even if I'm sitting still, still like my heart will still just boom. I'm like a frick, yeah. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. But whatever. Uh, again, I, I had previously mentioned that I'm I'm a pansy uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, um, I do. I, like I said a, a second ago, I did like the. I, I do understand the the creative choice for more, but I, I hope in the future that there's more action, and I'm sure there will. Although I have heard yeah. some from some people, you know, who have gotten some, you know, press people who have gotten screeners and stuff that they had some some people who had seen the first four episodes, and they were saying yeah. they were surprised how little Moon Knight was actually in the the four episodes. Um, and I know that there's the multiple personalities, the the disassociative identity uh, aspect there. So I'm sure they're gonna, you know, spend a lot of time with that. But if you, you know, I, I I'm a simple man at my core. If you're gonna give me a show called Moon Knight, and in four hours of television, Moon Knight is in there for five minutes, I'm probably gonna be disappointed. I'm sure five minutes won't be five minutes, uh, and we'll see. You know, it, but but this was a forty-five minute episode with twenty seconds uh, of Moon Knight, so yeah, yeah. Although, like those people who were disappointed by the amount of Moon Knight, and it still said the show was good, and it had like a lot of great moments, and they're excited to see what happens after the fourth episode. So, how many episodes are there? Six, you said. Six. six. Yeah. Okay. So there are people out there who have seen a majority of the series, and I think every single person that I've seen has said, yeah, Moon Knight's not in it as much as you'd probably expect so far, but it's still a great series with some great performances, great action, great set pieces. So if it's able to keep me entertained, I think I will be just fine with that. And this episode having uh, all those flashes between the action... I I think I'm fine with that for the first episode, but I'm really hoping second, third, and fourth, so on, do show us a little bit more of the action. Because it's good for establishing what the series is, who these characters are, makes you care for them. But I hope we don't just miss out on huge chunks of action just because of, you know, COVID filming schedules or they just didn't want to afford or they couldn't afford or they didn't want to pay for uh, fight training and choreography or something to skimp out on a little bit of cost. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And, and, you know, he's supposed to be like this, um, you know, from what I've gathered, the, the Mark personality uh, in, in this and in the comics is, you know, historically like a trained mercenary. Um, But I, and I, and I assume, and I think, and this kind of ties into one of my questions. I don't, I don't know enough about the lore of it all. I think the Moon Knight god Khonshu guy or whatever, like, gives him powers as well. So, like, he's yeah. not just, like, you know, th- there's, you know, a lot of Batman comparisons, at least to, to the early Moon Knight stuff, that he's basically just a Batman clone. But I think he's, like, a 
but but I think he does have superpowers, whereas Batman, you know, would not. Um, and, and that was one of my questions. I said when he switches to Mark, uh, does he like automatically switch to the costume? Does he have to like magic the costume on? Um, or does like he or does he like have does. to change? Because like in the the scene where they're in the cupcake truck and stuff, and you know he switches back and forth. Does every time he switched to Mark, do you think he has the Moon Knight costume on? Because the only I, time I don't see the switch so. is at the end. I think the switch at the end is kind of sort of the, um, look, I know how to take care of this. And there's only one way to take care of it. And that's to I think it's his final Whereas form. every other situation, I think it was just Mark being like, oh, I have the training. I can take care of this. So... Yeah, I, I figured it was probably something like that, but I was just kind of like, Wait. I feel like he can switch to Mark, and then when he's Mark, he can Pew. pop on the suit. It's easier control to access Moon Knight. Yeah, um, and then obviously there is the whole um, the the aspect of the disassociative identity disorder, the the multiple personalities there in this episode you get the idea of two of them which i assume are going to be the main two throughout this the the mark and steven um and then i know in the comics my question is and i assume this is probably the case um do we i mean i i guess we can all probably assume that we're gonna see more i i don't really know what they are but from what they i reference more yeah, and from what I've heard, I, I don't know how many there are. I think I've heard maybe there's like four. I could be wrong on that. I'm just wondering like what we'll see and like what their roles will be as well. Yeah, same. Because they never really establish, well, they never outright say, at least in this first episode, like is there like a main personality? Is is Mark, should we consider Mark like the ringleader personality? Like, because he seems to know what's going on whereas steven has no idea because mark's like switch back switch back switch back right the reflections like i I think the clues are in the reflections in the show because you know that moment he walks by he sees the reflection and there are two others of him Hmm. and even in the bathroom sequence there's mark pacing on one side and i think the other side was a different personality interesting um so i'm i'm assuming Konshu is going to be one of the personalities and then you have Mark, you have Steven, and then you'll have a third one who I don't know who that one is necessarily, but I think Mark is kind of sort of the main one. Do you think Kanchu is a personality or is he just kind of like. I, I think, I I think he was he's a god. I think he's a god who has chosen Steven to be like a vessel for the power, yeah. but he's still able to communicate and commune. So I, I would consider the Moon Knight transformation to be a personality of sorts. But who knows what the interpretation is. Yeah. I just at this point. I just assume the Moon Knight was Mark with a costume on. So. Yeah, probably that too. Who knows? Uh did, we'll, we'll hopefully see in the next did episode. You, did you guys at all get the vibe uh, uh from Conchu um as as him sort of being like Venom? Where he's basically okay, just yes. like Steven, you're yes, a pussy. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and can I can I say sort of in in to regards of that, uh I don't see that was one problem I had with Venom, and maybe I'm drawing different comparisons here, but like the disembodied voices, like when I'm just hearing a voice like in his head and, and I don't actually see anybody talking, something about that just bothers me and I don't like it. And that's a problem I had with Venom, like just the disembodied voice and I also 
at times couldn't understand what he was saying because of all of the effects they were using on him. But like, I don't know, just something about not actually seeing the person talking. Just like, I don't like it. It bothers me. It sounds weird. But like when you I, actually see his reflection in the mirror, it's totally fine. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I liked all the mirrors. That, that, that was a that was a good choice. See, I, I yeah. going off on a Venom tangent, I honestly liked the second one more in in regards to that like the relationship, the talking to each other aspect. Because in the second one, Venom like you know his head was poking out from his body and like talking that made it better. So it's yeah, like, that made it better. Something physical and tangible that you could connect with, uh, yeah. instead of just having a disembodied voice. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of the disembodied voice. But yeah, I, I think this show does it more effectively, um, and I hope I hope they continue to do it the way they've done it with the reflective surfaces and all that. Yeah, yeah. The, the I liked. You know, that was one thing that I, I made note of was like. I pay attention to like the mirrors and stuff, and I think if I went back and watched it a second time, I'd like try to focus in even more closely on that. Uh, you know, because the first time they do it, they kind of like make it a little obvious, like, oh, hey, you know, uh, he walked away, but the reflection's still kind of looking. And I think, like, you know, if I pay attention to more, but there's probably a lot more small things sort of sprinkled uh, throughout there. Um, I oh, oh go ahead. yeah, but oh, I was I was just gonna go ahead and jump into that the Armenian genocide thing that I was talking about, because I just, I remembered, apparently the show is getting review-bombed on IMDb, which I, I know, like, there's been discourse about, like, oh, review-bombing's not a thing. It's just what happens when a bad movie is getting bad scores and the studio doesn't like it. Um, but no, I, I, this is not a show that I think is deserving of a one-star rating based on the first episode. But apparently they've like geotraced a lot of where these one-star reviews are coming from. And it's coming from Turkey, a majority of them. And allegedly, well, actually, not allegedly, this actually happened with the Armenian genocide. Uh, the Turkish people actually committed that genocide. And so a lot of them were making these reviews saying like, this is a political propaganda thing. And they're like, oh, is this because you guys committed an Armenian genocide? Are you guys are just salty that a show is calling you guys out for your shitty actions? So, if you're seeing bad reviews for this movie, or not movie, this show so far, and it's like a one-star review, odds are it's just a salty Turkish individual who wants to deny the fact that they committed genocide. Daily coming for, for the Turkish population there. I, I lived in Glendale, California, the highest Armenian population in the United States, and I love Armenians. They're some of the greatest people out there, <laughs> and oh, uh, I just, mm, this shit pisses me off whenever I see people, like, deny genocides of any kind, and they use it, utilize media in some kind of, like, review bomby way to basically say, yeah, no, this never happened. Have you guys ever read the one-star reviews of things like Schindler's List? There's a bunch of, like, Holocaust deniers in there who, uh, it's, it's atrocious. I, anyway, that's, that's my, that's my piece. Let's talk about the show again. Yeah, well, if they're, Ugh. if they're review bombing on IMDb, they're not doing a very good job. I just checked, and it's 
pretty soundly at like a seven and a half. So um, that, that's about what I expected it to be. But um, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. There there was a couple other things in there I liked. I liked the uh the little avatar joke i thought that was fun i appreciated that like the anime yeah that was that was a good one that got a good chuckle out of me um also you should have gone with avatar the last airbender first instead of stupid blue avatars i don't know why people are still talking about that i probably well you know, it's because oh, disney product that might be the most overrated movie in the it world it is and i'll probably skip the second one i, I whatever dude i don't care yeah i don't it's it's been a decade i don't give a shit anymore yeah. I never gave a shit to begin with, <laughs> exactly. but like I'm sick of I'm sick of like every like two years I hear oh groundbreaking news in Avatar two and I'm like no don't care I guarantee you that's gonna be delayed for another six years shut no, up like Avatar's whole shtick whenever it came out was go see it in theaters in this new 3D style it looks amazing and now you can't see it in that same 3D style so it's like the movie serves no purpose at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's meaningless, and uh, yeah, whatever. S screw that. Screw that Avatar. I'm more excited for the live-action Netflix Avatar The Last Airbender remake. Let's go. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Let's so. go. I'm ready. I'm in. I'm locked in. Um, I don't know. Any other Moon Knight stuff? It it seemed like the le and I and I know this was also intentional. It was definitely like the least connected Marvel show so far. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably intentional. I think they're kind of uh, you know, testing the waters to see if this will be successful before they start maybe roping him in since he is, like, a less established character. And if this movie, you know, if people end up hating this show, then maybe they'll just be like, eh, okay, we're not going to do a big Moon Knight crossover yet. But there was certainly, at least as far as I saw, no real references outside of the uh, the Moon Knight lore. There was no mentions of, you know, like, the blip or any of that stuff. So it seemed like yeah. the most... The, the most the least connected marvel show so far yeah yeah, yeah i thought it well, was strange when they didn't and that dude didn't reference any mcu villain yeah like, yeah you Hitler, mentioned that a pot. i was like okay interesting yeah they are still bad guys but for sure yeah um it, yeah it, it also kind of that kind of when they mentioned all the the genocides and stuff that also kind of like reminded me of like and I don't know like what the general reception is. I thought it seemed a little weird to to mention those things because I wasn't really sure what he was going for here because he's like, oh, we could have stopped all these things if it wasn't for these other gods that stopped us from stopping Hitler, you know? But it, 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 right. it kind of reminded me of the bit in the Eternals where they're like at the nuclear, at Hiroshima, like at the where they dropped the atomic bomb and how that just mm -hmm. kind of felt a little awkward. I don't know. It just felt like I would have... I, I think I'm, what I'm trying to say is I would I think I would have agreed, or I, if if Caleb what Caleb was saying like if they had mentioned a Marvel villain in there also like I think maybe it would have felt less weird or maybe it would have been even more weird yeah. if they were like we could have stopped Hitler and Thanos I'd have been like okay maybe that'd have been more weird I guess I have no idea what I'm trying to say at this point um, it just felt like an odd moment to me personally but it's an it's an odd choice for the universe as it's been established for the show. And it leaves a lot of things open and unclear for the future. Because, again, this could be, like, the same gray area as Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, the Defenders in general. Because while they're on Disney+, Plus, I believe they're non-canon. Like, 
Agents of Shield, which I think has been written out of canon. Yeah. So it, is. it just it seems like they're it, uh, like you said they're kind of towing the waters with this before they just straight up let Moon Knight dive into the Avengers and the MCU as a whole. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac actually said he didn't sign a long contract with the show because uh, he he didn't really want to. I guess. Uh, like, he was offered more, but they were just like, yeah, I just want to do just the one season to see how it goes. And if I like the experience, I may sign on for more. Well, I thought it, and as of right now, he hasn't signed on for anything else. I thought I had also heard him say, though, that he would like to be part of some kind of Avengers team-up. He did say that, and I'm, th- I'm thinking it's one of those, like, these two statements can exist at the same time, yeah. where he's like, I'm just wanting to tread the waters right now and just see what happens before I make like do we a life actually do we actually think the likelihood of like these shows like Moon Knight and all these like are we gonna see Moon Knight and Shang Chi and and even the evil sort of John Walker like are is this gonna be some big movie eventually are they building to that or are they do we think they're gonna stick to their shows are they gonna stay in there yeah like how big of a crossover will the show guys go that's, that's right. A, that's what I'm wanting to know. That's been a pretty big debated question. Like, are these shows as relevant? And I think we know we we are confirmed for a, another Captain America movie. Yes. Yeah. So we know that that's branching out. But like, is is John Walker's character going to be in there? Or is that going to maybe stick to a season two? I don't know. Yeah, that's I I got a lot of questions about that too. Like, is there going to be? Because it seems like they're laying the groundwork for a lot of things. Like, there's the whole Secret Wars, which I think. I think it's supposed to be a TV show, but that sounds like it might be a a big, you know, a big collab event. And it's it's a big wonder of like, what if are they going to do like, here's an Avengers TV show? Like, like are they going to do a big team up TV show? Kind of like when they failed with the Defenders, um, and you know, like our movie characters going to stick <laughs> to movies and vice versa. But I think there's a lot of, you know, because because Loki was a movie character who then started a TV show, and 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 got uh, one, that one. Wanda, yeah, Wanda, too. WandaVision are kind of sort of transferring yeah. into Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So, And then that one woman at the end of Black Widow and with uh, yeah, John Walker, yeah, uh, Elena's mm-hmm. character, I can't remember her name. Valentina. Oh, yeah. Val. Yeah. Val, yeah, there we go. She was in movie and TV yeah. show. So. Yep. Yeah, there's. I, I honestly, I, I have no idea what, what they'll do with that. I think um, as far as moon knight specifically is concerned i think there's potential for him to end up um at least like from what i can see from my limited knowledge of the canon there's a few avenues that he could go in like i heard that they're doing a uh marvel's working on a a show or a series for um this werewolf by night series which is apparently the series that moon knight debuts in as a character um I don't really know anything about it beyond the fact that that's where Moon Knight is originally the from werewolf. and there's a werewolf. <laughs> um, but also, I Weird. think there could be some crossover for, for that kind of stuff. And also, like, Moon Knight maybe into, like, maybe, like, Blade, you know, like... Um, and there's, mm-hmm. like, the Black Knight or whatever at the end of Eternals where he's got, like, the, the creepy sword and, you know, that it's confirmed that that's Blade talking to him there. Ugh, God, I just forgot about all the Eternals there for a minute, and that kind of just gave me a headache. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. There's <laughs> Too a, many. There's a lot um, of 
possible avenues and and i'm not educated enough to know which the hell one they'll they'll take um i did have one more question before we switch gears uh did you guys have anything else uh you want to add negative nope okay uh my last question then is so far um of all the shows we've gotten uh who is the sexiest person to have their own disney plus marvel show so far yeah, who's the who's the sexiest well, who, who headliner? It? Who's 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 available well, to pick uh, from? You would have. <clears throat> Let's go through them. Loki. Yeah. Uh, you have Wanda. Wanda. Oh, she wins. You would have the combo of Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then you would have the the combo of uh, Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld, and then you would have Oscar <laughs> Isaac. I think that's all of them, right? Um, Wanda, Elizabeth Olsen. She's beautiful. See, I immediately... I'm going to probably have to go with... What? No, yeah, I'd probably just go with Wanda. Just... I immediately immediately rule out Tom Hiddleston. I don't know why people think he's attractive. Um, I think he's attractive. It's the bad boy aesthetic. He doesn't even look... He's just got got greasy, long black hair. I don't know. Not not appealing to me. I, don't know. I mean, I, he's not like my number one, but I I think he's good looking. I, I see it. I'm I'm gonna go with Oscar Isaac here. Okay, that's you fair. Know. I haven't seen enough. I don't think. I'm just like I need I need a little more from Oscar here, but he's definitely like a top contender. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah. Um. All right. So fair. Transitioning over to the next little bit here. Boop. Boop. Next. Uh, what we're going to do in our little second segment here um, is kind of just like an R.I.P. Uh, Stephen Grant's chance at getting laid segment <laughs> here. Um, and the, the, the cornball thing that we came up with was uh, Marvel Matchmaker. Marvel Matchmaker. <laughs> um, you know, Stephen, and I assume it was probably Mark, right? You got to figure that it was Mark that was throwing game at this girl. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark sets up this date that Stephen is totally unaware of, and then Mark forces Stephen to to miss this date. Right, two days pass. Um, so Marvel Matchmaker was inspired by uh, Stephen Grant's failed first date with this tour guide lady, um, and the premise is you're uh, um, we're matchmakers in the MCU, and it's our job to try to set up a blind date for certain Marvel characters. Um, I, I said here, let's assume that all the characters are eligible and, and single, whether or not they are canonically. Um, right. So if, for right. example, it was Tony Stark, we would just assume that it's a single Tony Stark. Um, the job... Oh. Yeah, and the people we match them with, they don't have to be Marvel, right? Correct, yeah. Right. Uh, the job is to select a person, uh, and I said alive or dead, fictional or real, in the MCU or outside of the MCU that you think would be a perfect match um, on, on sort of a blind date scenario. Now, whether or not it's a long-term match, that's not your problem, right? right. You, you make yeah. a match, it's and then if debate. they get divorced in three years, that's not on you. You set them up, um, and, and you go from there. So I had a list of characters, and we were just going to try to give our, our picks. So I think we got five characters here. Um, yes. We'll start first with... Uh, Drax, Drax the Destroyer, the hyper-literal, uh, fight-loving, some sort of alien species Drax here. 
<laughs> did you guys have a, a pick you want to go with first? Yeah, I don't I don't know this character very well, like at all, but I know of okay. her. Uh and I went with Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> I choice. felt like that could maybe be a that's good probably, pick for Drax. That's probably a pretty <laughs> solid pick. Um I can oh, see yeah. that working pretty well, honestly. I think thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I was just gonna say mine um this is probably my only in Marvel pick on this list. Uh but I went with Mystique from the X-Men. Interesting. I was just kinda like you know, she can blend in. Drax is invisible. Like, it's just, I, match me in heaven. Connection, but yeah, That's sure. Fair, yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I think I like Caleb's pick. My, mine, I put down, um, I put down Khalifla from Dragon Ball Super. I just felt <laughs> okay. like they both like they're both kind of immature and they both like fighting, and I just kind of felt like, you yeah. know, I they could spark. There. I was trying to think immature yeah. as well when I was doing I it. I could but... see them having a good time. If, if we were also going with like a Drax who was bisexual, I'd probably pick Vigilante <laughs> for I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know what kind of species Drax is, so maybe you know, some sort of interspecies kind of relationship there. That's a weird thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sidebar, that's a weird thing like with Star Wars. It's like, in Star Wars, it's like, oh, walks on two legs? It's eligible. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> I, and I'm not gonna look these things up, but it's like, how closely does the anatomy of a Zabrak and a twi Twi'lek go together? You have together? to assume it's pretty I would close. If, cause I mean, isn't, isn't there that also, clone that bangs well, Twi'lek and, and, and has Kanan kids? has a kid with Hera. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how also, they don't uh, look more... Like in the MCU, things are very different, because, I mean... Chris Pratt's uh, whatever character, Star Lord, Mario. mentions that he's slept with multiple things, including something with a lot of tentacles. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Mario. Uh, um, okay, so Drax out of the way. <laughs> Next pick, then. Uh, we're trying to find a, a, a date for Ultron. Good old Ultron here. Yeah. Who are we going to pick for Ultron? <laughs> uh, I, you got one, Caleb? Uh... I was gonna, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, okay, I want to go first. I was proud of mine. Um, I I picked for Ultron's first date. I picked Mark Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> oh, Mark Zuckerberg is either a, an alien or a robot, and he has no human emotions. And and he is he would definitely try and meld. Yes, with he Ultron. is. He is likely also plotting the eventual end of mankind. So I feel like they would have a lot to talk about, and yeah. I think it could it could spark. Uh, you know, sparks may be flying there. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to do the anatomy breakdown on that either. Um, so I'll just leave it at Mark Zuckerberg, the Zuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got down Scorpio from Star Wars The Old Republic. Okay. Uh, she is honestly probably just a female Ultron. She is just the most evil and insane robot you meet in that game. And you meet her originally during the Imperial Agent storyline, but since all this expansion DLC has come out. I mean, it's intertwined with everybody. And she's just straight up pure evil and she will literally, even though she's like your companion, your follower, she'll try and kill you at literally any point <laughs> if possible. Like, it's insane. She's just straight up evil and she's crossed you multiple times in the story. 
and she's an evil robot. So I, I feel like it just absolutely fits. They even with look pretty similar. She's she's down with killing people. They even look pretty similar. Yeah. 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 She. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's Ultron insane. With robot boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Well, I chose Karen from SpongeBob. Plankton's computer wife. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no. I was just like, mm, I, I think they could make it work. I mean, she supports evil plans. You know, so Ultron has evil plans. Might as well. So, yeah. It's a solid fit there. I think the, I think all of those could be pretty successful, I would say. Um, yeah. Next yeah. on our list, next match that we need to find... Uh, a match for is Yelena Belova. Yelena Belova. I'm I'm gonna go first on this. So Yelena Belova is actually canonically Arrow Ace, uh, and it's not been confirmed in the MCU, but it's been kind of heavily implied. So, just you know, if she's on a date with someone, it's probably to get information or to kill them. Um, so if I, if I set her up on a blind date, she'd just kill me instead because she doesn't do that. Uh, but I just kind of set up a platonic friendship kind of date and I chose Impa from Twilight Princess. <laughs> I just, I don't know. They just seem like they would be a fun match. Yeah. She's a sort of assassin type. Yeah. Yeah. First picture of Impa that comes up is an old lady who's very short. Well, I'm is picturing Impa from uh, I'm picturing Impa from uh, Ocarina of Time, and she's she's kind of an assassin. She's the one that trains. Yeah, like, I uh, assume this Zelda is just a different cheek. game. Which yeah, one's which one's one. Impa? Is that that's not the one who rides the Wolf Link, right? Is that a different character? Oh, are you talking about that one, like the little thing? Yeah, the little little creepy. Oh, thing. What there's is Impa and there's Impa. I know who you're Impa's. talking about. Not... Is that not, is that not Impa? Bailey, you're sounding like a robot. Yeah, a little bit. Is that not Impa? M Midna. Midna. That's Midna? Okay. Midna. If you're referring to the little thing that rides on him. Midna Impa, it's easy to get them mixed up. I With choose Midna. Hair? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, orange hair with the little weird crown that kind of goes over the eye. Yeah, Midna. I would have went with Impa if it were me, I think. But <laughs> Midna works, okay. Yes, I don't like searching. I've, I'm regretting searching for Midna because there's a lot of, like, troubling and problematic fan oh. art here. Like, well, oh. no, there, she does actually get a, a no, sort I know, of but human it, form. The, so that's the, the part that's troubling is the the hypersexualized non-human forms that I am seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. He fell down a rabbit hole. I got out of it. We did. Um, <laughs> we're gone. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, we're on Yelena, uh, correct? Yes? Yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, for Yelena, uh, I went with John Wick. <laughs> I feel like I can always find a way to bring well, John Wick here. John uh, I mean, right. And I mean, they're both for higher uh, assassins, essentially. I feel like, you know, 
like Bailey said, uh, maybe she'd try and kill her date. I'd like to see her oh, try absolutely. and kill John uh, hey. John Wick. You know, like it wouldn't work, and maybe they you know fall in love. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm liking all of Caleb's picks today. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know what else? <laughs> I just realized that makes a good connection on there. They both love dogs. Mm. Elena's got they a dog. Do. John yes. Wick will kill your go. entire family over his dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this Thank is you. Yeah, um, this was Let's my go. this was my kind of uh, I kind of copped on this one. I just put I just put Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. Um, I don't know if it mm. was uh, I would if I would necessarily say that it was romantic chemistry that 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 it had, but there was definitely like an on screen. It. Yeah, it seemed like maybe there was a little playful banter, maybe a little low key flirt in there. Yeah, flirtatious but, but they, vibes. At the very least, could end up being very good buddies which i think they will ultimately end up being um so that was my that was my pick i felt like that was a safe bet there um our next one then second to last here um i went with shang chi shang chi who is in my opinion maybe the best dressed marvel character but that's neither here nor there like before he gets like like i mean outside Mm -hmm. of his suit his suit looks cool just like his day his day-to-day wear has great 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 sneaker game yeah. just looks very comfy just looks very like a like a very cool dude um also pretty sexy as well um yeah he's a handsome he's man looking, yeah. uh who wants to go first on this one shang chi here i i will i kind of copped out and i went with uh aquafina's <laughs> character okay <laughs> i don't know yeah. shang chi very well but i feel like maybe that could happen i don't know if they're too too good of friends for that to ever be I feel a thing like they, or, i feel like they're probably pretty platonic there yeah yeah that's that's what i was getting but i, I don't know maybe that maybe that's it's not not a good answer that, that's probably my worst it one, is so, your far. Worst one sorry. so far yeah. <laughs> um i i went with uh katana from mortal Kombat. uh i felt like the one they're both mm. highly trained martial artists uh two they both have yeah. Uh, problematic sisters who um, have tried to kill them slash stab them in the back slash become their antagonist. Um, and three, they both... Wait, she, she's yeah, got Melina is sort of like... Well, Melina's not like a blood sister, but they're raised as sisters. Um, it's a whole oh. weird thing. Oh, and okay, also, yeah, yeah. they have they both have sort of some, some daddy issues there uh, as well, right? With uh, Katana being raised by, by Shao Kahn and uh, basically raised mm-hmm. to kill, just like like Shang Chi was. I feel like there's probably a lot of childhood you, bonding there. I mean, like, it, sorry, I blanked out. I thought you were describing Gamora and her relationship with her sister. No, but dad. but but Gamora <laughs> is a very has a very similar um, backstory to Katana would, or maybe Katana stole it from Gamora. I don't know. They both have a sister that they were raised with that's less than complete human and a dad that is uh pretty much abducted them um and and raised them to kill people so there's a there's yeah that was my pick katana nice my pick is the girl the girlfriend in the um cheating boyfriend meme i don't know i don't know if you've seen that it's the stock photo guy looking back at a lady while his girlfriend is like next to him I'm like, ah. Oh. And the only reason why I chose this is because uh, Simu Liu is in a lot of stock photos from I've seen that. his career. And I just think, oh, wouldn't that be sweet if the other stock photo model 
uh, and him got probably together. Each other. Yeah. They probably uh, do. So I choose the girl who is being cheated on, quote unquote, uh, by the guy in that okay. meme. Yeah, she needs. She gets exactly. She deserves love. She deserves. She deserves more than that asshole. Right. Uh, and speaking of assholes, our last pick here um, <laughs> is uh, John Walker, Captain America. John Walker here. Um, <laughs> Caleb should probably go first. Yeah, uh, and that's pretty easy. I pick me. Uh, I think I am the perfect match for John Walker. Uh, he's a pretty good-looking dude, but let's be honest. And uh, everybody else in that show is an oh, asshole, wow. not him. So, <laughs> no, I tease, I tease. But I, I will hold my point, though, that fucking Falcon Winter Soldier, they were dicks to him. They were dicks to him. He was just trying to help. And they're like, go home. We don't like you because you have a shield. But yeah, I pick okay. me. Well, it's a solid pick. Uh, you know, maybe have a good time. Thank you. Good pick. I think I could make it work. Um. Okay. Bailey, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go. I chose Marjorie that Taylor Greene. too, Bailey. Um, I had the exact God same. damn it. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know who that <laughs> is. You're lucky for not. She's basically this uh, crazy alt-right QAnon Trump psychopath um, congresswoman. Who is uh, a member of the House or the Senate? I can't remember which. I think it's the House. I I remember her election. I think she won by default because her cronies, like, attacked her Democratic opponent and sent him, like, death threats. And he's you guys are assholes. Georgia and like dropped out of the race, so she won by default. Yeah, we have not seen an ounce of political agenda oh, from John Walker. All right, so shut up. He is I not a Trump supporter. Here's the thing: I'm Marjorie Taylor Greene is the kind of person to be like, "I'm not racist. I have black friends." And then, as soon as she sees a black man walking on the street, she'd point at him and be like, "He's a criminal." You know, John that's Walker, kind of the vibe John Walker would have. No, no. His best friend was black and his wife was black. Like, this is based off nothing. He's not racist. Well, cowboy hat guy at the palace also had a black wife. Yeah, but he was also just <laughs> crazy. And it was very obvious he was crazy. That guy probably had some sort of, yeah, real, real problem. <laughs> Um, no, yeah. I, 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 I did. That was my, that was my, ha ha ha. I'm a funny guy. Pick there. Um, I, I yeah, should change yeah, my. Yeah. I, should, I should seriously change my pick to something that's a little more befitting, and I choose Adam Levine. Um, <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> Caleb would be so upset that his two man loves are in love with each other and not in love with him. Well, you're wrong about Adam. That is just <laughs> Zach poisoning the well. I just put a just put a soprano down on everything. <laughs> oh yeah, just and anything that will piss Caleb off. Let's be like Ahsoka Tano. There we go. That's perfect fit for John Walker. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Well, I think that is the end of that segment. There, I thought that was fun. Maybe we can do some more of that <laughs> in the future. Um. But yeah, uh, next week we'll do something that I am not certain on yet, and then we'll probably come back to Moon Knight at the the midpoint, uh, episode three, 
halfway um, through the finale there. Um, we should keep track of how many minutes Moon Knight is in the series. And well, just right now it's one third of a minute, I would say. So there we go. Cool. So, so we have a starting point. Maybe he can eclipse that in this next episode. Aha! Hey, that was even on purpose. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty smart guy. All right, and I'll leave it on that before I say something that sounds less fun. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>